Welcome everybody to Naughty Buddy Entertainment and on today's episode, Neil, Elliot, and I recap Phase 4 of the MCU as this is Part 1 with Catching Up with Shooting the Breeze. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Entertainment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Nutty Buddy Entertainment. I am your host, Ryan, and in today's episode, Neil and Elliot are back. We are going to do a Spider-Man award show to get everybody hyped up for Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, before that, however, we are going to talk about Phase 4 that me, Neil, and Elliot have not been able to discuss yet, which is Shang-Chi, What If, Hawkeye, and Eternals. And then in part two of this massive podcast, we're going to talk about No Way Home in specific. What are we looking forward to? Maybe some of our concerns and some of our predictions. And then the final couple parts of this humongous podcast is going to be the award show for Spider-Man, live action Spider-Man. So let's now get into the first part of our podcast with Neil and Elliot from Shooting the Breeze, where we break down phase four of the MCU. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. And again, I have with me repeated uh, offenders or guests, I should say, <laughs> repeated guests. Uh, Neil, Neil, how you doing? I'm not too bad. This makes sense now because of that email you sent me saying, you better record this show with me this weekend or these photos are going to get out there. So that makes <laughs> sense now, repeat offenders. Like, you know too much. I that's do. I... No, that's not why we're here. Yes, I'm doing all right. How have you been? It's been a little, well, it's, it's been a hot minute since we last recorded all together. Four months. No, Four months. really? Yeah. And the other voice there was Elliot. Elliot, how you doing? Good good to be seen by you once again. I can't believe it's been this long, as I've just mentioned. And uh, it's good that we're here on the cusp of one of the biggest comic book events in quite some time. Yeah, I can't believe it's been so soon since Endgame. We're going to get something as big as this. Yeah. It will probably be the biggest thing since Endgame for sure, right? That's My hype is, and I was saying this to a friend of mine, I said my hype's at Endgame levels and I didn't think I'd feel this way about an MCU movie again for quite a few years. I thought it would just be your, your standard origin movies and maybe a couple of crossovers that are big but not Infinity War Endgame big. This is massive. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, for me, I'm more emotionally invested because of the fact that it is, if rumours are to be believed let's be honest we know we know kind of how this movie's going to play out We're, it's paying off 20 years of live action spider-man so that's in a way there's a bit more nostalgia there for me because in endgame was paying off 11 years of the mcu this is going back as far as the you know the heyday of 2002 it's insane yeah. i can't believe we're here i can't believe this is this is what they were planning for the third movie i cannot wait to see it i'm honestly i'm so excited every morning i wake up like is it No Way Home Day? And sadly, we're getting it two days before you. You're, you're seeing it Thursday evening, Ryan. Is that right? I, that's you're, correct. Yes. Right. Thursday evening. So, so we are so seeing bad. it a whole 20 plus hours before you do. Now, last time I heard, you got tickets then, Neil? Now? Oh, yeah. That, yes. Well, now I can actually reveal. Yeah, I was talking with, because Elliot had said to me last night, oh, I'm going to buy you a ticket. And I said, right, hold fire, because actually I've booked for the same viewing that you are going to on Wednesday evening. And he was really surprised. I was like, yeah. Here's my, I just, I put, I put my phone up to the webcam. I said, "That's those are my tickets. I'm, yeah. I'm a couple of rows back. I just my saw partner half- and I are going to go. Yeah. So I've, I, I was just... going to, it was going to be a whole bit where I'd text him saying, hey, Elliot, can you hear me? Elliot, it's Neil, do you copy? And then send him a picture of the back of his head saying, on your left. On your left, that would be cool. This whole thing, (laughs) this whole thing, and now it's ruined because I've given away the whole surprise that I'm going to actually be in the same screening that he's going to so yes i'm i'm seeing it wednesday and i'm really P- excited plus phone reception isn't quite good in our in that local cinema anyway so i think the whole plan would have failed if i didn't know about it either well way. forget it i'd have just taken a polaroid in and actually yeah. walked it to you in the aisle <laughs> on your on left your, there you hey, go. Hey, wait 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 yeah hey, on your left now here you go it's like, oh god yeah. oh, there we are. and you can keep that <laughs> how awkward would it be if only you could stand to the right of him yeah. And then you said on your yeah. left. On, yeah. on your. Oh, no. 
delete, 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 delete. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's not. I've ruined it now. Uh, this is a waste. They've got to start again. Or I just go to the end, the left side of the row and say, hi, sorry. Look, I'm doing a bit. Yeah. It's an MCU related bit. Could you possibly, there's two of you. Yeah. Great. Take my seats that are down there. I, I, no, sir, well, don't stand up. Don't you break your fists at me. I just, I'm doing a bit. Calm down. Yeah. No, that, like that, that awkward shuffle. <laughs> I, I guess it depends what, what kind of theater you're in, but that awkward shuffle, you excuse me, pardon yeah. me as you're walking Hi, through the sorry, row. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Pardon yeah. me. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, tripped yeah. on somebody's boots on somebody's clown shoes like oh no i'm on the floor great oh it's popcorn here <laughs> i didn't have to pay after all brilliant uh, yes no it's it's incredibly exciting and as i've already said it's 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 infinity war in game level very yeah. very exciting so we we'll, we'll, are recording now yeah yeah we will <laughs> <It's> all right <laughs> uh, we will much. be uh we will be hitting uh thank you more much. of spider-man no way home in a little bit actually and what these two yes. fellas are on here for with me uh real quick they're they're from shooting the breeze podcast uh, my my uh yeah, pew, pew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh listeners who've listened to me for a little bit would know, would, would recognize your voice but if you don't shoot in the breeze give them a listen they they tackle pop culture stuff but we wanted to get together because what we're going to do is we're going to briefly talk about phase four not not too long but especially the stuff we haven't been able to talk about yet mm. uh and then we'll we'll talk about no way home i want to i want to dive a little bit into that but not too long and then we got our spider-man award show to hype up everybody for no way home that's coming out this wednesday or thursday depending on your location there is only one place I think we can really start since um, obviously since we do we haven't talked about it from this point since we last recorded. Where do we start with what if? What if? Well, yeah. Pon ponder yeah. that question for a second and then answer. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. So so what I thought we could do just no, you're right. We, uh, last time I think we talked was Loki, right? The end of Loki, yeah. basically. And yeah. Black yeah. Widow. Yeah. 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 And Black Widow had just come out. It's, yeah. All, yeah. It, just been released recently that was the last time we recorded yeah yeah so there, there's been four then i think right what if shang chi, shang -Chi. eternals and mm. hawkeye is yes. now out yeah really yeah, yeah. But, so no, actually i'll defer to you which one do you want to do you want to discuss what if first and work our way we, through chronologically it was kind of my idea to begin with we okay let's save. do it that we, way we, yeah, we, yeah we, i know i know we wanted to save what if for this show ryan that was my idea i think i remember talking yeah because we that. haven't yeah. discussed it on shooting the breeze at all yeah. okay let, let's we, hit on let's really... hit on what if so elliot why don't you tell tell me your uh third uh oh. first impressions how did you feel about what if what if is one of those shows i don't know how to feel about because mm -hmm. I think because um, it, it's good because uh, one it has that sort of Saturday uh, Saturday morning cartoon feel to it where like it's something you can turn your brain off and really enjoy but when you underpin it and look at a lot of the context and some of the logic breaks in it you kind of realize yeah some of these stories don't quite work here and some mm -hmm. of them have, have been quite thought out in terms of how meticulously con con meticulously formed this web of the universe that Kevin Feige and Malchus have created is uh it's a it's an okay show altogether because there are some solid standout like solid standout episodes which we'll talk about a bit more here but now i feel the finale kind of cheapens a lot of the build-up leading up to that moment uh, but now we'll dive more into it but yeah, it's an okay show which we'll talk about a bit more I... neil you feel the same or yes i personally i liked a lot of it but of the it was nine, wasn't it? It was originally supposed mm -hmm. to be ten. It ended up yeah. being nine episodes. Of the nine, I think only two I genuinely loved, mm -hmm. and they were the Doctor Strange. What if he lost his heart instead of his hands? That was a fantastic episode, and seeing Ultron destroy the entire universe is so the penultimate episode of the season. That was great as well, and I think in terms of its hit rate, I did enjoy most of it. I think the first episode I found a bit, this is too close to what we saw on screen already. Okay, mm -hmm. so they have the squid monster, which I'm assuming is possibly Shuma Garath. We'll get to that. Uh, in the Captain Carter episodes, you know, it's her fighting yeah. squid at the end. She comes out at the point of the Avengers in an alternate universe. I just found it leaned too closely into First Avenger for me. It didn't feel like what if. It, I mean, it was a what if, but it was more of a, hey, can you imagine that mo the First Avenger movie, but it's Captain Carter, whereas the rest of it was all quite intriguing, you know, particularly the Doctor Strange episode, whereas, mm. can you imagine if he went insane? 
and yeah. absorbed a load of supernatural creatures like he couldn't let her go yeah and he no. couldn't let her go and that was the thing like that that, that i love that episode too by the way that, that was probably that my, whole my, my montage favorite. where he's just he's using the stone and he's going back again and again yeah, and for, again. for the audience i'm doing the actual opening as we're talking about it but i love that that quick cut of Oh, this is how she dies this time. Oh, this is how she dies this time. No, this time it's a gunshot. This time it's a brain aneurysm. This and it's all stuff that's it's all really quick. Like no, every time she has to go. It's it's heartbreaking, but it's so well. It was so well done. Yeah, it was and really good. Cumberbatch really put the effort into that because I felt. I don't know about you, but there's there are a few of the performers that they brought back from the movies that I felt were phoning it in. Sebastian Stan stands out as a Sebastian Stan really it felt like he was just well, okay what's on the page all right yeah. Rogers it sounded like he just didn't who care. are you meant to be the queen of I wonder England? Oh, yeah, yeah I wonder awful. I wonder if part of that was like because they were doing a lot of stuff during COVID right so if they yes, had to do yeah, like possibly. recording at their own houses or stuff I wonder if that played a part Elliot was, was there some episodes that stood out to you that you really liked specifically yeah pretty much what neil said Doctor okay Strange, you guys are like the same about. mind yeah. is what you're I saying know. yeah <laughs> well this is where we reveal we're the same person <laughs> <laughs> it's mysterio basically he's just yeah. a projection that i've or, or am i the projection of, that you've created elliot mm. oh yeah. no no so, i've gained <laughs> we've gained sentience now we don't know Yo, know, it's yeah we're basically the same with the every those two episodes in particular we would message each other and say wow that was that amazing was awesome. mm. and then for the most part some of the other episodes went yeah that was fine the I did finale. enjoy the yeah. Thor. What if Thor came to Earth, but he was a bro? Only child. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, that was that fun. That was fun. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I just yeah. I thought there were a lot of funny moments in that. It was just a silly, light-hearted one before it got serious the next week with mm. Ultron. So I liked that. But yeah, for the most part, not Even quite the f- yeah. what I wanted it to be, but it, it got close. And there are two standouts that I loved and will re-watch soon i think even the finale even the finale cheapened the best episodes in my opinion because yeah yeah because you you felt with dr strange absorbing all of these entities and in terms of becoming more power you think he'd become more cynical and evil but no he's just always happy go lucky self and he teams up with the guys in the multiverse like oh yeah we are having drinks we're celebrating before we go into fight ultron and and the brilliant thing about episode eight when the watcher obviously when the watcher start talking and ultron because you know when he creates a pocket dimension when Killmonger screws him over and says, oh, one of the Infinity Stones myself, he creates a pocket dimension that traps Ultron and um, Killmonger in there for Strange to look after. It's like, if, oh yeah, I saw this whole playing out. Like, hang on, in that, why episode eight twist was so good is that you don't see Ultron discovering the multiverse. He doesn't see it coming. He's like, oh, and Ultron turns to me and goes, hang on a minute. He doesn't see Ultron gaining the consciousness to discover the multiverse. And he's like, oh, because that, that's what's unpredictable. He's like, oh God, I, this is an unknown territory for me. And then the finale, he's like, oh, I knew this whole thing. I knew how it was all gonna play out. I was like, okay, so the whole thing is a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you? because you were frantically hoping that they discover the Zola AI to combat Ultron. So then you were like, oh god, they're still hoping. Like, oh no, was like, oh he's broken through. Yeah. So was that just yeah. acting when he's going? Look, it's right there. It's, yeah. Look, I could intervene. Look, you're so close. Oh no, don't <laughs> give up now. Was that just acting? Yeah, because it, it cheapens a lot of those aspects. Yeah. So so that 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 was a great point. And uh, my friend, I, I don't know if you guys heard the review that we had Travis my friend came on and he talked about like he had he broke the one rule that he established throughout the entire series like that he cannot intervene and then like the the thing Travis and I agreed with him actually it was a good point I didn't think of is like the the one thing he told us throughout the entire series that he could not do he did and that was very predictable like that he was gonna do that so I I can't intervene oh but maybe yeah (laughs) yeah um, I also like the Doctor Strange point. It would, it, it's pretty surprising he didn't become more um, diabolical or evil mm. just because of everything he went through. And yeah, it, it, it's that's. I, I mean, we we're not aware. He's clearly been when the Watcher goes to him in the penultimate episode to ask for his help dealing with Ultron. Yeah, you get the sense from context that uh, this straight. What's he called? Uh, the strange supreme strange supreme you get the sense he's been in this his pocket dimension for eons at this point in the way he talks so maybe he the, the he the guilt and the anger is almost like they've died i mean he's i think he still feels guilt but i think a lot of that ang- anguish in him has dissipated 
at the point that the watcher comes back to him. So I, I got the sense he was like, well, I guess it's the only chance I'm going to get to step out of this box for a few days and actually do something. So, uh, yeah, but I would have liked to have seen that played out over a couple of episodes, maybe instead of a, just a throwaway scene before we cut to credits. Yeah. Oh, well. So, Elliot, did you have an episode that you was your least favorite? Like, if you had to pick one? Ooh, least favorite? That's a tricky one. Neil, I'll what? ask you this after Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i to think. One, think about it. The one I was most hyped... I'll give you my most underwhelming one. It was the one I was most hyped for. The Zombies one, for a smattering mm. of reasons. Because uh, the whole... The whole obviously, br- branch of that reason is... Of what if... Um, that's all worth. I went to the quantum realm to bring. Is it uh, Hope or Janet? I keep mixing. Me and Neil mixed the two up last time. Um, the wasp. Hope is Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is what. Yeah. And also yeah. when they bring back um, Janet from the quantum realm. Right. So, right. But, that's but, right. She, but, she, but she brings back the virus that infects the entire world. Mm-hmm. At what point? Because the key part of Ant Man and the Wasp is because she has a telepathic communication with Scott, like to try and track down where she's in the quantum in the quantum realm. Like, if she was a zombie, like, that's it. And obviously, obviously, she has to oh, how is a that, major how, plot yeah, How yeah. is that supposed to work? The only way that could have been forgiven is if they actually took a lot of Kirkman's ideas, where the zombies they they have their intellect, but they have like the most version of themselves. They're evil, and they still have their personalities intact. That would have made yeah. that, that. That's the only way that could have worked, in my opinion. But they're, they're just like. I I think that wasn't my least favorite. That was underwhelming, no, though, because I'd hoped yeah. for a lot more. You could, you also couldn't get a sense of, okay, so are these, are the uh, ordinary citizens Walking Dead-style zombies? Are the heroes Walking Dead-style zombies where they're just brainless? They were using their, like, Strange was using his magic. He was opening portals, mm. and Iron Man put his repulsor through and took out one of the uh, Children of Thanos zombies, didn't he? Oh right! Isn't it? Is that the, one of the opening scenes? You see the repulsor yeah. come through, and he takes them out, and then they come in and attack them through the portals. It's like, okay, yeah. so are they mentally competent? Or do they still have control of their faculties? Are they just Walking Dead style zombies? What's going on here? Mm. You, you, you're doing this, and then you're contradicting yourself by having them. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, it yeah, that, wasn't that, well that was thought a... out. That point yeah, about yeah. Janet, though, that was a great point. I, yeah, I didn't even think really that. Boom. Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah, that's right. That's how they knew she was alive. Otherwise, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have went looking for her, right? Yeah, because if they, <laughs> they could have just simply had, you know, they they still have their personalities, but they're the worst version of themselves. And that could have worked. Like, oh, here I am. Yeah, but do you know, I'm going to bring a virus to your world. It's going to screw everything can, up. Can you imagine <laughs> that version of that man and the wasp? Oh, I keep hearing voices in my head. What are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> oh, right, well, it's probably uh, Janet. We better get in there and help her. <laughs> what? Mom? Mom, is that you? <laughs> 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 or Scott, you know, that part in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp where Scott's, like, taken over by Janet and then instead of, like, talking to... The, he's, like, trying to eat the two, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, Elliot. You got something more? And also the threat of the zombie apocalypse brings the Avengers back together. Like obviously they don't they don't explore that further because you see like Cap and I Cap and I man fight side by side in um, San Francisco. Right. Where it breaks out. It's like okay, so 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 uh, you, you're gonna feel somehow they got together. Oh, okay. So we're just meant to turn our brain off and accept this. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I would say like for me the two disappointing things. Um, the first one that was less disappointing uh, was when Thanos came. I would have loved to seen Thanos and Ultron duke it out for like five minutes before Ultron won. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought like it was just way too simple. It seemed like a plot convenience at that point. Like, oh, he comes and he just like, oh, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> like, I would, I would have, I would have rather seen them fight. That would have been yeah, super it, cool. It, it was, it was very much. Uh, we have a limited runtime on these yeah. episodes, and we got to yeah. get him out the door. What, what should he do? Cut him in half with his the the laser from his stone brilliant done it's much, Moving I, on. It's much more <laughs> believable than black panther convincing him to the side of good though in my opinion because... that was my most annoying I episode i, I, I was so surprised because i actually that, that, i mean for me i have with my love of chadwick boseman and the black panther character in general i bought into that i i would that was something i was quite happy to go do you know what yeah i, I could see somebody like t'challa being able to talk him down but i can see also having listened to the episode where you talk about that mm. why it would irk a lot of people especially having seen him on screen and this iconic villain suddenly being 
yeah. Yeah. Almost. Because um, everyone yeah, that debates muted. him in Infinity War, because everyone that debates him in Infinity War, he's still steadfast in his beliefs of Absolutely, kind of half yeah. the EU universe in half. So what, what, what does T'Challa have to offer? Well, as you get the human? sense he's not giving it up completely because at the end he of the episode... He still talks about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they're mm-hmm. in Wakanda, he is talking to Okoye. He said, well, I don't know, that sounds like genocide. And he's going, no, 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 it's not genocide. It's random. It's random. It's random. You snap your fingers and half the population doesn't pick any one person. It's just completely random. So you get the sense he's not giving it up. But yeah, I'm conflicted on that. But I no, I I bought into that. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I Full disclosure, I haven't even watched the rest of that episode. Like, No? No, I watched that- the first 15 minutes and I've, I haven't watched it. I tried, I tried, guys. Yeah. I watched, tried to watch it a couple times. But I'm just like, I can't. That and the, uh, what, what you said, Elliot, which was how he, he got captured at eight years old and somehow he's able to change the entire environment around him. Yeah. And I just, I just find that unbelievable. Like, it's just hard to imagine that a kid that doesn't, I mean, like, imagine what we were doing at eight years old. I mean, like, you know, we we were instilled with stuff, but I don't think that we could fundamentally go on a pirate ship and then, you know, convince them all like, hey, you guys should be good, you know? No. Okay, sorry. That's just an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. let's not pillage. No. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that before. Yeah. Oh, okay. You should be our new leader. <laughs> Wait All a minute. Charla. All hell start or Chatala. Oh dear. Yeah. No, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. But uh, it was fun. It was a nice yeah, diversion. It, yeah, it was a filler fun. between big properties because obviously the one I want to talk about, the one that I love the most this year. Which you know, we'll get to in a second. Is there anything else from What If you guys want to cover before we move on to the next thing? Only one more plot hole to give because we talked about Ultron wiping out Thanos in a nanosecond. Mm, um, go on. Why is Xandar still alive? Because Thanos decimates Xandar to get the Power Stone. Why is Xandar still... Because that's part, Xandar is part of his conquest when he takes, oh. over the, takes over the galaxy. How is that still standing? Yeah. The yeah, I, that's another good one. Good good job there, Elliot. You find a lot. I would say like another thing that I didn't care for was uh, um, them creating Iron Man. They called it something else though with the Hydra Smasher. Oh, in Hunch the first, yeah, 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 yeah whatever it's yeah. called. I didn't like that they did that because it kind of like I know it's a different universe, but to me it diminishes a little bit of what Tony accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Like so Definitely. so. So I didn't care for that, but you know, and also, and also the ancient one saying that Christine's death is a fixed point in time, which it, which is absolute rubbish because there's no, because because like, now the multiverse is expanded, there's no free free wills available, there's no paved out pathway for like specific people. It's like oh, it's a fixed point in time. No, the multiverse there is real no now. Like, yeah. yeah, there are no fixed. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And when and when um, Christine have died, and oh, I, I guess I'm not quite sure how that works. They're talking just their universe, though, right? Like that fixed point in time. So yeah, and so it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't evolve the MCU technically. Yeah. Like six months. So six maybe right. so maybe every universe, and when Kang squashed them together, it was all like their sacred timelines. Yeah, the road for each one. So yeah, so I suppose yeah, that could make sense. Maybe yeah, it's okay. You guys want to move on to Shang Chi because I think that's the next one, right? Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Okay, Elliot, you seem really excited to talk about it. I'm not Elliot. I'm sorry, Neil. I yeah. started with Elliot last time, so let's Neil. Why don't you tell us what you thought of Shang Chi? Right. The thing for me was I was excited when it was first announced. I was excited, but also it was a case of hmm, it's not a character I'm familiar with. You know, I'm familiar with uh, my Marvel Comics knowledge is strong, but there are certain characters that have gone under the radar. And Shang-Chi is certainly one of those. But when the movie was announced, I thought, oh, MCU Kung Fu movie. That could be interesting. And as it got closer to, you know, when they picked up the director, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, have I said that right? Is it Destin yeah, or is it Daniel Destin? Yeah, I've, I've, one, of, one of the two. Yeah, I'm so confused. Uh, and Simu Liu, I liked that he had said, "Hey, you know, it started with a tweet. Hey, Marvel, let's talk about me being Shang Chi." And then mm. when he was cast, he had replied to that tweet saying, "Thanks for getting back to me." <laughs> I just I watched this movie come together, and I was like, I, "There's something about this. I've got a good feeling about it." But it wasn't my most anticipated of this year. When you look at the release slate of the mcu for this year it was a lot of the disney plus stuff i was really excited about but of the movies i think it and we're going to get to it in a minute but if, if we're not talking about no way home 
if we exclude No Way Home for a second, Eternals was the one, the MCU baseline one that I was really looking forward to. You had Chloe Zhao, you had this amazing cast, you had this story spanning 7,000 years. I thought, this is going to be great. Spoiler alert, it wasn't, but we'll get to it. I, we went to see Elliot and I went to see Shang Chi the night it opened, and I remember turning to him at the end. So, just long story short, as soon as it ended, I turned to him and said, "That may be my favorite MCU movie of the year. I will, I will not be surprised if that's everything about it was great. I love the, the, the character, the, every single character I was fond of. Immediately within five minutes of them being introduced, I thought, I like this person. I even liked. I'm not big on Aquafina." But I liked her character in this. Mm. I, it made me like somebody that I'm like mm, a little bit cold on. But I just I love the story. I love uh, Tony Leung is Wen Wu, mm. who isn't. You can't really call it. I know he's the primary antagonist in this, but he's not. Oh well, is he? You get two really, don't you? But he's he's designed as the primary antagonist, and he's he's not really because you can see from his point of view of the things that broke him. Mm-hmm over the course of the movie sorry elliot i want to let you take over and for a second yeah so even digest even the people that didn't think much of shang chi like everyone is in unanimous agreement of just how compelling tony lun was in this film mm-hmm. and He's yeah great. yes brilliant a brilliant actor and it's brilliant as well the fact that so many of the reactionary channels on twitter said ah oh, that this can be not a big flop for the mcu yeah, it flops so hard. It's got a sequel. And it's a got a sequel coming, yeah. And a spin-off show <laughs> alongside it. That's oh, insane. I, I'm so pleased. Oh, go ahead, Elliot. Sorry, I'm yeah, d- 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 this was this was a good attempt by Hollywood to do a kung fu movie, and it helped having the stunt the stunt coordinator that's been notorious for working alongside Jackie Chan for many years, who's sadly no longer with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely helps. But yeah, Shang Chi was a really good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I I liked it too. I was pleasantly surprised. I almost did not go to the theaters to see it because you know it, it was the I wasn't I was like with. Uh, you Neil where I was just like you know it might be a good like you were more excited about other things that were coming but I decided to go see it and I was pleasantly surprised it was it was one of the better I felt like um, origin stories in the MCU Um, uh, MCU for me it went top 10 and it's actually climbed a little higher I'd I'd say it's these top seven top eight for me like as a total yeah yeah, as a total if we look you can take all the MCU movies up to this point is is definitely in my top 10 there was just something about it i just loved so much of it and i I think it was it was the watching the family dynamic with his sister and his father and the loss of their mother and i think i don't know just being always being a dad watching it it had an extra layer of Mm. wow i really this means a lot to me this watching this story play out between a father and a son and his sibling that really, yeah, it really struck a chord with me, and it's become one of my absolute favorites. I think it'll only climb higher up the list. Yeah, he... time goes on. So I watched it when it dropped on Disney Plus. I watched the IMAX version because now we get IMAX versions, yes. right? It's Marvel movies on Disney Plus, which is great. So I had the open aspect ratio. I'm like, that's the way I want to watch that going forward. I'm glad you got to see it on a big screen, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like I would have enjoyed it at home, but I would have also kicked myself if I hadn't seen it. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I really wish I'd seen this in a on, on a big screen right, with, right. with the sound going yeah really really loved it i think the villain was the most compelling for for me the and, and it sounds like for most everybody you know the mandarin and you know he yes. the father he just just a compelling villain um and i think that's what i'm sad they killed him off you know um sort of understood like based on the story arc maybe why they couldn't keep him around because you know his story arc sort of resolved but i really i just i don't like when they kill off such good villains they they, they spend these mm-hmm. time kind of like oh i see why that guy's i see it i can see why he's kind of going crazy you know and being bad but uh yeah that's that's the only unfortunate part about you know the movie is that we ain't gonna yeah. see the villain again but there's a thousand years of stories to tell with him thankfully mm. hopefully with this disney mm. plus show that they've announced that um destin is also producing they'll bring him back for he seems like he'd be up for coming back he's uh, tony lung has said in interviews yeah i'd be up for i don't know how they'd bring me back but i'd certainly be up for returning if they found a way to bring me back I'm like yeah to find a way 
Multiverse is a wonderful thing, I guess, exactly. right? Bring, yeah, so. bring, an ex- bring an extreme Wen Wu in. Bring an extreme Mandarin in and have it be him again. That would be wonderful. As long as I can find a way to bring him back, I'll be happy. Mm. But yeah, I'm excited to see that. As I was with Wakanda when that Black Panther smashed the door open to that world. I'm the same with Shang-Chi and Tarlo. I want to see this world evolve and maybe bring a new version of Iron Fist into the fold as well. Ooh, that'd be fun. That's my, that, those are my hopes for the future of that. But so excited. And it's another avenue of the MCU that I'm looking forward to seeing play out and uh, alongside the multiverse, which is coming up this week. You know, those are those two things that I'm, wow, this is why I'm still excited about this universe 12, 13 years in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited about it as well. Mm. Um, so let's, uh, you guys want to move on to the next movie or do you got I anything mean, to say? I mean, wants and need, need. I guess <laughs> too. Yeah. They're, 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 they're aligned in this case. Oh, Elliot, so, do you want to take the, do you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Eternals, Ryan, you start right? Eternals. Yeah. 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 Ryan, go ahead, Elliot. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Elliot. Go, I, 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 I blew, I blew your mind with my, um, plot contrivance in our episode because you complimented me about why they didn't interfere with Ultron's mm-hmm. attempt to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, God. So I think the, the more we think, the more me and Neil think about it, the less we like it. We were too lenient on it when the credits rolled. Yeah. We were too far too lenient. Do you do, do you reckon it could drop to the bottom of our category now? Where like conceivably, make, I reckon yeah. Because at I, the I moment like... it's I think I've got Iron Man two or Thor: The Dark World at the bottom of my rankings for the MCU, yeah. but I totally I, I... see this usurping it because yeah. my god, it is atrocious or undersurping oh. it in this case. Yeah, yeah. We I had it at third bottom, and I think Neil agreed with me on that front. But it just it it drops our estimations at every single week. The more we think about it, this movie is not. Oh, good. And this it's, is the, it's, it's atrocious. It's, it's, the, it's so it's such a mess. I don't know. It's it's trying to be all things to all people, and it pleases. Obviously, I mean, you go on social media, and people seem to absolutely adore this film. And financially, it's done really well, which is a bit it's a bit sickening to be honest. Yeah. It's ahead of Dune, and Dune's a movie this year that I absolutely oh, adored, no. and it's ahead of it worldwide. I'm like, oh come on. Well, here here's the come reason on. why though. That is, I just like it, you know, I'm part of some groups on like Facebook that talk about Marvel. I think one specifically, and I'm not going to mention it, but you get these fans who like every single episode, every single thing that Marvel drops, they love, no matter what, they love it. Like they will just put, oh, I love. And then- So blind. Right, and and it's it's crazy because like some of the stuff you guys mentioned during your review or some of the stuff that brought out, it's like plainly obvious when you watch the movie, they will in their own review contradict what everybody else sees. And so that's a little frustrating when you're just like, okay, you you obviously just love this movie because it says Marvel on it. That's why yeah. you love this movie. Yeah. It's nothing oh, nothing else with that. Blind loyalty. No, yeah. no good. Yeah. No like, good. Whether it's in movies, in sport, it's just like, but just it's basically cult mentality. You just follow sure. it and, and and love it no matter what you choose. Especially when I see people go, oh, they tell us this is a masterpiece. I'm thinking. As much as I'm all four people having opinions, are you, are you, do you have incredibly low standards? By chance? On... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, see, and, and I think that's why when I, when, when I reviewed the movie, um, because it's funny, you brought that up, how it's, it's going down for you guys, yeah. because when I reviewed the movie, I had little expectations because I went in um, after reading some of the reviews from critics and I know critics don't yeah. always, you know, that them and the fans are sometimes on opposite ends of oh, what yeah, they like absolutely. and don't like. So I, I was taking it with a grain of salt, but I also was looking at what they were saying and like, you know, the good and the bad. I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound great. So I had low expectations, but the more I think about it and all the plot holes that it created, not only in the movie itself, but in the whole entire MCU, you know, a lot of plot holes. It, it, it didn't, it wasn't a good movie on its own. And it's, it kind of, it kind of ruined a little bit, not not entirely, but just a little bit like the entire grand scale of the MCU when you think yes. about the, the the plot holes that it created. Yeah, so it, suddenly you're looking back, you know, you go back as far as Iron Man, you go, hmm, maybe not step into this situation, but there are things happening that, so what, Nick Fury's just not aware of these <laughs> these magical mm-hmm. aliens that came to Earth 7,000 years ago. He wouldn't be aware of that. The guy knows everything. These guys just go, you, have gone under the radar. You, you feel like... You feel like if he had known about like one particular person, it would be Fastos because he has fostered the technological development of the mm-hmm. human race. You feel like, yeah. Nick, like Nick Fury would realistically know who Fastos was if he was to know like yeah. any of the Eternals. You look at a picture of the scientists that work on the Manhattan Project and go, 
Hmm. This guy looks familiar. Yeah, he's in a picture. They worked on the bomb that they dropped on Hiroshima. That's a scene in. Sorry, that, to jump yeah, ahead, yeah. that's a scene in the film that I just I rolled my eyes when it came. I was like, wow, well, the, really? he's not supposed to interfere with man. Exactly. It's so, yeah. gave them the. Oh, it's like what what well, well, itself again. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's such a headache. It's yeah. It was not a great movie. I mean, even like um, the uh, the deviants they had there. It, they went from one to another. I, they, Pointless. Yeah, they, they wasted. I, well, they wasted him to me. I was just like, this guy could have been, like, he was almost to me more like the way he was evolving. Like, he yeah. seemed a little bit more fascinating. Like, oh, I wonder what this yeah. film, and then they're like, oh, but, we're just going to kill him. And they had yeah. Bill Skarsgård oh. doing the voice as well. That's wasted potential. Yes. I, I, lo- I loved it. It's like, oh, this doesn't feel, I, I love the voice he put on for mm. him. They've, they've just wasted a talented actor there for no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. I'll tell you, one of my favourite things to come out of this, though, is from your review with Travis, where, obviously, you break it down into the great, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. I love that. That first first category, my God, it had me rolling, because Travis, (laughs) from out of somewhere, I have no idea where, pulls out a great, and then there's this pregnant pause where you go, okay, so is that it? And he's like, yeah, that's it for the great. Can we move on? I was just like, yes, that's the movie all over. Clap back. Amazing. That was my favourite thing to come out of Eternals because God knows the rest of it is awful. I'm probably being too harsh on it though because I will say that the two credit scene the mid credits and the post credit scenes set up things that i am excited to see pay off going forward so it wasn't a complete bust however you sit in a movie theater for over two and a half hours and right the end credit stuff that is the, the only payoff then that's not come good on, something's gone wrong yeah. yeah uh full like behind the curtains there was actually i think that was the time there was like an actual longer pause <laughs> and i actually edited the pause down is is is, is this it are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, no, on. The time's think... wasting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to really, yeah, destroy uh, this movie, but yeah. I know. Because oh, I was half tender. He said, oh, Eddie, what do you think of Eternals? I'm like, yes, I hope I launched three weeks later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God for yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah it, it's, if I, I was... I, we could go on. I mean, we did go on about it for a very long time. We're still talking about it in messages now. It would be mm. in the middle of the film, Elliot. There's a scene where, and we just go off on a rant about it, and it's mm-hmm. something. There's a new crack that shows every single week since we've seen it, and that's embarrassing. Yeah. Did you, so? Like, here's a question, just because you know, obviously we can we can focus on negative, but and you guys might have mentioned in your podcast. I'm trying to remember, but how how would you've guys maybe done it differently? Um, maybe. Yeah, go ahead, Elliot. I mean, uh, Neil, if if you want to take the Neil on that, how would you have done the movie differently in a way that would have done it justice? Oh, he's taking a sip, guys. He's getting ready. Takes a sip. It's a whiskey. Oh, is it whiskey or or is it? um, Goodness, no. I'm not after last night. No, I can't. Of a bottle. My goodness, no. Um, Right. Picture this, gentlemen. Your movie opens, but you don't open 7,000 years ago. You open with the Eternals, say, in the 60s and 70s. They've been around for years. You get through context that they've been there for a little while. Jump forward. We've got them living separately. Oh, go on. No, no, no. I want to pause there. Love that idea already. I was thinking about making it more modern as well. And the reason why it would have made more sense why they were all so different, right? Because Mm. that's one thing that's never explained to us why they're so different. Okay, go ahead, Neil. Yeah. So we jump forward to the present day. We have it play out similar to the way it is. You know, we have Cersei and she's teaching that class and that, that that's fine. Keep that in. However, let's not have the disturbance be caused by the beginning. I, can I be honest? Let's take out the emergence. Let's take out the the Earth is an egg story completely. I don't want that. I don't need that. Love it. Love let's it. Get Dump that entirely. Uh, when it comes to the deviants... I'm, I keep trying to come up with something that you could replace them with. It's it's fine that they're there, but I still think it should have been... Dump the Deviants, have it be a purely an Icarus versus the Eternals movie. Hmm. But you get rid of the Emergence storyline, and it's just... Maybe the Celestials want to harvest the Earth for something. It's not an egg. I hate this. I hate this. The Earth is an egg story. Get rid of that. They want to harvest the earth for something. Maybe it's to, oh, we've got this, uh, maybe they want to feed a celestial. They need energy for this celestial that's, you know, going to be an all-powerful celestial. Which celestial is it? Uh, We call him Galactus. 
have it be something like that you know it's it, they're setting up something for him have introduced this element of a celestial that's that's dark or maybe they're using the earth as bait to get galactus there because the celestials want to jump him behind the garbage cans you know they want to be like ah, take... and you can just see arisham there beating the hell out of galactus no 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 <laughs> i'm i'm happy for the celestials to stay luke crow completely pointless you could have had him in this movie he could have been a good you could have had him and icarus team up and they could have had more time spent with the pair of them lose a few of the eternals introduce more eternals later on in sequels if this one is a success which it looks like it's going to be regardless so mm. oh well what do i know introduce us to cersei maybe makari and druig they were the ones that i really liked and have icarus and then we'll introduce the others a little bit later down the line reference them in this but let's have four characters let's follow this through line don't do avengers before you've had a chance to set up these characters have a big have this big eternals event that happened in this movie sadly be your third film down the line bring them all together in a third movie that then leads to like the battle between the deviants and the eternals basically. so like a three movie process up. where you like bring five in yeah. and then the next five in and Ta then you just exactly. get them where Take they meet up slow that's yeah. what this is where their success lies they started with iron man and then we built up over the course of six movies to the avengers take a slow walk with the eternals it's such a there's a huge breadth of story there and characters that you could introduce but they shoehorn them into this yeah. one two and a half hour movie and it's too much it drowns under the weight of the characters that are in there and there's stuff in there are characters and plot lines in there that i liked and set up that i liked but it falls apart under mm. so much nonsense oh and now this deviant is becoming uh more mentally conscious and he's absorbing the powers and now look he's taking on a different form right why is this happening two hours into the movie why are we now only just meeting crow and then you're gonna kill you're gonna have angelina jolie kill him anyway mm -hmm. sorry this was less a pitch and more of a oh no these are more problems that i have with yeah the movie. No, that's okay <laughs> oh. um elliot what about you what what would you maybe done differently uh, make make sure all the characters actually have character development apart from druig i felt like he was the only one that actually had, had a character i could get behind someone and something that has the power to create world peace but because of like oh no you can't interfere unless deviants are involved he's like that's, that's screw this I'm, I'm, I'm gonna create my own society I'm yeah gonna control people i'm gonna we're gonna live in peace i'm gonna do it my way it's gonna be peaceful yeah he's i i i, I I'm, I'm, uh, Neil is the English literature specialist out of the two of us. I think in terms of having a coherent story, he's the better one to ask for this, on this kind of question. But if I was to input anything, actually give more characters, actual character sure. arcs. And that kind of goes with Neil's thing. If you spend time in a movie on five characters instead of 10, you might yeah. be able in the same mm. thing. Um, now, now it's funny because they have Disney Plus and the ability to make like 10 episodes, 12 episodes. That would have been the logical, like you could have took yep one of these other shows that made them a movie like Hawkeye or, or especially yeah. Hawkeye yeah. and um, Falcon in the winter soldier could have been really just movies. Yeah. What if I yeah, could have definitely. Been yeah. And then you could have had Eternals as more of a, a the, the Disney plus um, here, he, here's what I thought they could have done with it though. I'm going to pitch this to you guys and Neil, you, you can, you can critique my idea. No, no, um, no, so, on. so it really just depends on if that snap, right. If Thanos is snap, it eliminated half of all life, right? Does that include Celestials? I would have assumed it does because they're living things, right? So now, it, maybe that's why the emergence began because maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe because so this is, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it just blew your mind right there. Um, so so let's, let's imagine that when they get snapped back, that now the Celestials are in disagreement on how to handle it, right? And it mm. causes a war among Celestials. The bad Celestials want to control people, like control worlds. That way there, they can prevent something like this happening again. So they create the deviants to go and, and, and attack worlds. Oh, I really and then like that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the good ones create Eternals to go fight the mm. deviants. And that's when modern day you bring the eternals that after the deviants were sent to earth the eternals come to fight them sort of like it's this this huge war that's going on between celestials and it's all of about how do we handle what just happened with thanos that half of us were eliminated 
we came back, but we don't want this to happen again. We got to control everything where the other half is like, no, we got to allow them to express their free will or whatever. That is, I like that idea. Well, obviously anything's better than, (laughs) I really, I really like that idea a lot. Do you know what it makes me think actually you saying that they should have gone. What Chloe Zhao is aiming for with this is she's gone for Terrence Malick when she really should have aimed for James Cameron. James Cameron, you think any and any sorry, not antagonist, any protagonist in a James Cameron movie, they show up to deal with something that's you know, even they've come from the future, mm-hmm. the Terminator to stop stop an an evil Terminator. Do it the in fact, do it that way. Do it the Terminator way. Have that oh something's going down on Earth. What what's happened? Well, after they snap back the half of the population, the, all this stuff is happening with deviants. Right, we better head down there. That's great. Have them arrive. Don't have them arrive seven thousand years right. ago. Because now there's so many plot holes, you know. Like, on? Why did yeah. they avoid this? And uh, Elliot had already mentioned the whole Ultron thing. Ultron's going to destroy the planet. Whoa, and he, and that and really he, puts a dent in the Celestials' plans. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and he commits a crime of abortion. So <laughs> when you when you really think about Ultron, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's true. That's, that's true. true. Day, that's it. Yeah, it's it's a morbid crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there there was a lot of things, I guess, that we could. Uh, destroy and, and try to remake it but what's done is done so we'll go on to to Hawkeye right that's the last one well I have one more question oh go ahead both of you and I've already asked Elliot this but obviously I'll answer it again do you envision a universe and we mentioned this on shooting the breeze do you see a universe where this gets a direct sequel only if they take Star Fox's story forward which I'm happy for because I think Harry Styles is a wonderful character yeah I, I feel like yeah, definitely. I feel like they're going to take the uh, Pip the Troll and Star Fox, well, Eros, and maybe shift them into whatever the next big Avengers story is going to be, possibly. Did you have I... any females in your audience arrive when you saw a term? I got, ah, Harry Styles! Because oh, we had a couple goodness. of Pip's girls. You would not believe that there is a group of um, ladies a good few rows back from us who, when Harry Styles appeared, there was they were audible. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god, it's Harry Styles! Oh my god! There was a lot of hand flat. You could tell there was a lot of consternation going on it was oh my goodness it's harry styles i think that's the thing that turned it into a decent movie for a lot of people was just his one minute appearance so it was funny when when me and my friend went to uh eternals i'm trying to think no i'm thinking no yes yes uh uh, there was a couple girls that 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 uh made audible (laughs) noises at it i didn't recognize them right away because i'm not like a one direction Mm. i never our friend Rob had was a bit. He was a bit off put at first because because since COVID began, he's had long hair. The fact he's obviously gone with more like a mohawk quiff. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, is that Harry Styles? Like, yeah, no, that was him. That was him. That, it looked like he. It looked like the Eros slash Star Fox from the comic yeah. books. That's why I liked it so much. I was like, wow, they really ripped that off the page. Well done, guys. Why couldn't the rest of the movie have been like this? So with with that question though, Neil, about the sequel, I, I'm curious to know like the contracts. Because that mm. might determine a little bit of it. If they signed on for three movies, they might just be like, well, we got them for three movies. We got to make sequels if they have to pay them anyway. Well, um, Sal- Salma Hayek, I believe, has said she signed up for, she signed a contract for multiple movies. That's what she mm. keeps saying anyway. I've seen that pop up on Instagram and Twitter. Which, a few I, times which, I, am says, curious, yeah, which I'm yeah. curious if that's going to work. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. She, she dead, man. Yeah. And, and then the, I, I would say personally, I, I think. It's uh, the the um, reaction to it by the majority of the fan base is so negative. Yeah, I I think if they made another movie, I'm just like, who's gonna really care? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the the part is, are they really gonna make any money out of it if they if they did that? So I, I will I would imagine, but it also depends because sometimes they'll do that because the other movies lift the other you know the the bad movies up. Like if, if No Way Home just blows up all the up box office numbers since COVID started, mm. you know they might just be like, hey, let's just take another chance at it. Yeah, we got this spare cash. We got this cash going spare now. We're getting twenty five percent of the No Way Home <laughs> gross. Look how much it made. Let's put more into an internal sequel. Oh no. No Don't thanks. Please. Put no it into the Shang Chi stuff, please. More Tarlo, please. More weird Pokemon style creatures in Tarlo. Thanks. Yes, please. Oh. 
Although oh, I did, Blade, did, did you did you like the Blade appearance at the end? Well, that was Blade, crazy, Blade, crazy I boom! Yeah, I went to LA. I went, oh, it's Blade, it's Blade, it's Blade. one of my favorite actors playing Blade. I can't wait, can't wait for Blade, can't wait for Blade. More Blade. You sure? Blade, you sure yes. you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? Loved it. Loved it. And, and that was it. That was the only thing I genuinely loved in that movie. So his oh, sword, well. um, not not blades, but uh, the. Uh, the ebony blade um black, yeah. uh, black knight black knight yeah yeah so that that's supposed to be able to slay celestials right in my understanding of what i read up on yeah yeah so yeah. that's why he's going to it okay okay let's talk about hawkeye guys we, we <laughs> a little bit uh i was kind of curious i know we started with neil last time but i'm going to start with neil again because i know that's like one of your favorite characters hawkeye correct so how are you yeah. feeling about the uh, series neil right preface this i I'm up to episode three, so I have not seen this Ooh. week's episode. I know what hap- I know what I know what's happened. I know who they've brought into it. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so we can talk about that. That's absolutely fine. I've got no problem with spoilers. I'm, I will be watching episode five because I think we have an idea of who's going to be showing up next week. That's going to be exciting. Um, yes. Yeah, so as somebody, as you had mentioned, I'm a massive fan of Hawkeye. One of my favorite runs in the Hawkeye comics is My Life as a Weapon, which this show borrows so heavily from. In terms of the tracksuit mafia, the fact that they, bro, bro, what's going on, bro? I was like, yes, oh my God, this is on the page. This is amazing. But even the posters leading up to the launch of the show, it was, it was the cover of the comic books. Mm -hmm. So I was really, really excited. I thought, great, Hawkeye, a character that I, I'm one of the six people in the world who loves this character. And they're going with, they've clearly taken inspiration from what my favorite comic run for this show I really dig it. I, I'm so into it, and but I think it's I'm biased, so don't take my word for it. But I'm seeing a lot of stuff that I never imagined I would see on screen because they never spent a lot of time developing Hawkeye in the movies. It was always a bit of a shame. Right. He was just pushed to the side. He's the Arrow guy, just kick him to the side. And let's focus on the big three, you know, big four. Um, it's nice to see him getting his due now and Kate Bishop is another character I'm very fond of and they cast her perfectly because Hayley Steinfeld is amazing in that role so she was absolutely the perfect person I'm so glad they were able to work out a deal because it almost didn't happen she okay. was working on like three different things and then they came and said well we want you to be Kate Bishop's in Hawkeye and it just almost didn't work mm-hmm. out with a show that she's doing for Apple TV Plus was taking precedence and they said well what if we work around your schedule and they got it to work and I'm so glad they did because she is amazing I love it I've loved a lot of the fight choreography, the third episode in particular, where they have that car chase, which is done in a very uh, Children of Men style yeah. single take shot, where you're mm-hmm. seeing through the car, you're seeing the reverse shot, and then the the front view. Great, and I love that they're doing the uh, he's uh, Hawkeye's Hawkeye going deaf storyline. Essentially, mm-hmm. they're doing the yeah he's uh, uh, I'm gonna have to stand this side of you because. I can't hear you talk unless I'm stood right here. Oh, you're deaf. How did that happen? And then they do the montage of all the times he's been hit or involved in a really a situation that would have killed any other person. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just something has happened along the way with the Avengers. And it's, that's it. He's lost his hearing. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I, I can feel the humanity in the character. There's that great scene in the third episode where he answers the phone, but he can't hear what's going on. And Kate has to transcribe for him mm-hmm. who's on the phone. Like, oh, hey, honey, how are you? And it's like, no, it's not. It's not your wife. It's your son. He's like, yeah. I've, what's going on? And she's saying, like, are, you, are we doing the movie marathon? And she's holding. Kate is holding up the signs, telling him what his son is saying. It's his youngest son on the other end of the phone, and he's breaking down because he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be home for Christmas, but he just you get the sense he's he knows that he's going to be in this situation. Or I said something else there, but I'm going to try and keep it. G-rated <laughs> uh, for quite some time. Yeah, I just know I love that he's finally getting the the due he deserves, and seeing the reaction online from people where it's I wasn't expecting much from Hawkeye, but I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to see a lot of positivity around this show out there. I'm really happy. Yeah, so I'm absolutely loving it. What do you guys think? Go ahead, if Elliot. I, if five and six are as strong as the previous four, this will probably be my favorite MCU TV show of the year. It, it's running pretty market. close for me. Yeah. Mm. And I think if episode five contains Uncle, or we know we we pretty much know who it's going to be. I think we know five. who it's going to be, but yeah, if it is that, yeah. that's gonna that'll that'll blow up Twitter. I mean, 
there'll be two things blowing up Twitter on Wednesday if that's the case because you have yes. Hawkeye episode five with the character reveal and then you're gonna have No Way Home dropping in the UK. So this will probably be whoa. the best day in the MCU history for the UK audience of the MCU if it pans out that way. And then I'm gonna have to watch Hawkeye on Wednesday morning because obviously we are seeing No Way Home mm-hmm. on Wednesday evening, so I'm not gonna have the chance to watch it otherwise. Yeah, it's interesting that they they kind of uh, in the series though, like it's not, it seems like Uncle right has been there for a while. Yeah. It's not like the alt- multiverse opens up the way for Kingpin to show up or Uncle. No. Sorry, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, you can bleep it out if you're sorry, guys. I am aging. Um, bleep it out if you want. But yeah, I think a lot of people are aware that he's going to be. He's because. He's been liking tweets. Vincent D'Onofrio has been liking tweets. And then just before the show started, he shared one of the trailers saying, wow, this show looks like a lot of fun. It's like, why are you sharing that? Come on. You know what you're doing. At yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. It, yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I, I like it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as hyped as, about it as you guys are, but I'm glad you guys love it. I, I'm okay. Mm. I think it's really good. I, I don't know what it is about it that, like, it's just some of the... Um, I love the development of Kate Bishop so far throughout the series. Absolutely. Uh, Some people are uh, some very small amount, maybe that, that, you know, that they're not spending enough time on Clint, but you're like, you're, you're establishing, building a foundation for a new character. So you got to spend more time on that new character. So I love that. I love the relationship between Kate and Clint so far. Yeah. Sort of like the the she she wants him to be more popular and better, and uh, uh, he's like, no, I don't want that. I I want to be on the down low. I don't need to be yeah. recognized and stuff. Uh, I love that they made Hunger Games uh, part of the MCU, which is great because when the first <laughs> Avengers movie was released back in 2012, there were a lot of comparisons between Renner's Hawkeye and. Katniss Everdeen because the first Hunger Games movie had come out a month or two before and been absolutely huge. To have them say, oh, is that you? No, no, that's Katniss Everdeen. I went, great! Actually, I love that. I mean, it's very much hanging a lantern on something that is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's happening you know in the real world yeah, it's like, okay that's very meta i like it cool yeah that, but, no i i I, did, I, I giggled i thought that was fun yeah and then obviously the cameo this last episode was really cool to see uh yeah, which yes. we have been waiting for since the post credits of black widow Correct. i'm really glad that she's i mean she is florence Pugh. yeah i'm bowing for the audio (laughs) for the the listeners i'm bowing because she's one of my favorite up and coming well she's not even up and coming anymore she's made it yeah she's really yeah she's she's the new black widow she is sorry she's the black widow now for the mcu she's just been cast in christopher nolan's new movie Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yeah with rami malek as well i saw that announced yeah and i i guess like um the one thing of last episode which i don't want to you know um spoiler for you neil but just when you watch the way the last fight ended i didn't quite get it why it ended yeah. like so the things that like i personally like am like oh, I, I didn't really like that they're little things it's like you know in the grand scheme so it's a good show like it's good i don't i don't see it the way you guys do as far as being great but i know that you guys love hawkeye more than i do too oh, I, I also know. i think i'm a little sad because i feel like this is really him handing the baton to her and yes. it might be the last yeah. time we see Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. And that's, that's also like, it's kind of the way the show is being presented from my eyes. And I'm kind of not ready to let go of Clint Barton yet. No, but I do hope they keep him around. Even if he's not around as a regular, he'll be sticking around, but yes, it is very much uh this guy is going to really take a back seat now. And sh- this is, this is Kate Bishop. This is your Hawkeye going forward. This is your, p- the, building blocks for the young avengers team anybody seen that image online of when somebody asked Hayley steinfeld about whether she was going to be in a young avengers movie and it's a picture of her turning around to kevin feige and kevin feige's giving her a look like you know the answer to this say (laughs) anything say nothing because we keep hearing rumors that there's going to be a young avengers movie or a young avengers disney plus project and either one i'd be happy with yeah they're setting that up pretty good yeah right yeah. yeah really well really well so very exciting yeah. okay well that 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 uh phase four recap took a little longer than i thought it would but that's okay yeah. 
yeah. let's yeah, let's uh discuss if revisit it yeah yeah it has been so let's uh let's get into the next part of our podcast thanks so much for listening today guys uh with uh neil elliott and i just recapping some of the stuff that or catching up with each other um on the mcu phase four i hope you guys enjoyed that look out for part two part two again elliot and neil and i are going to talk about no way home the the hype train begins it's in a couple of days so i hope you enjoy that and the other parts to the podcast where we get into the actual award show of spider-man if you haven't yet please follow me on instagram at nuttybuddy underscore entertainment and that's when i show uh when i drop podcasts and also give uh neil and elliot a follow on instagram as well at shooting the breeze thanks again for listening i hope you guys enjoy and we will talk to you guys soon